Hello and welcome to the California Workers' Compensation Report. Today is January 8th and I'm here with Martin Thompson. Uh, Martin, can you give us a background on yourself and your professional interests and maybe how you got involved with RateFast? Sure. Thanks, Claire. Um, So I'm Martin Thompson. By day, I am an app developer in St. Paul, Minnesota. And by night, I sleep. No, uh, by night, I do (laughs) some work with RateFast. It started back when I was at Hamlin University, where I got a math and physics degree. So through Professor Jerry Arts, Mm -hmm. who we'll hear a lot about, uh, I had an internship with RateFast probably two years ago. And I guess I've just kind of hung around ever since. Jerry Arts is definitely the big guns uh, intellectually at RateFast. He's the one at national conferences. I'm more of like the side project guns. And that's why you get me today, not him. Wonderful. Well, thanks for thanks for joining us. And, for sure. Um, I think your official title now is statistical researcher. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, so a lot of the AMA guides, which RateFest deals extensively with, uh, appeal to certain statistical models and assumptions. And so I'm somewhat responsible for incorporating those in our inventions. Okay, so we're kind of moving into the world of math now. Mm. And so will you talk me and our listeners through the basics, um, kind of what, what's the mean, a standard deviation? What, what are we working with here? Sure. So uh, the standard, distri- uh, a normal distribution or a Gaussian distribution or a bell curve mm-hmm. um, that comes up a lot with measurements in uh, the medical field. And just as sort of like a mathematical background, which I'm sure is a detour everyone's happy to go on. Um, <laughs> so the, the normal distribution is this like uncannily common distribution of data. There's something called the central limit theorem, which says that any given certain limitations, any, um, any sampling of data you get from a random process, those data points will align themselves in something that'll tend towards this normal distribution or that nice symmetrical bell curve. And so from that, it becomes useful all the way from physicists to social scientists to explain human behavior. Um, and in our case, to describe certain medical measurements like blood levels um, and those sort of measurements. And so uh, the shape of the bell curve is determined in part by the mean, which is just the, the peak in the middle. It's whatever symmetric about um and then the standard deviation which is a measurement of how wide it is so really large sigma or standard deviation value would have your data be very spread out and a very tight standard deviation uh would have a nice grouping of data around one central peak mm-hmm. and what about this term six sigma Right. So that was coined back in the 70s to describe uh, the, the results of um, like manufacturing processes. So if you have if you're making something um, and you want it to be a certain dimension, you're going to have some variation in your actual product that comes off the conveyor belt at the end of the assembly line. And six sigma is a standard for how much variation you are going to allow in your product. And it's seen as like the gold standard. Things like you know, spaceships and jets uh-huh. adhere to the Six Sigma standard. Something like a desk lamp isn't going to, um, but it, it allows, in its most perfect form, a perfectly Six Sigma process would allow 
something like one error out of every 500 million uh, iterations of your product. So it's the gold standard of manufacturing. So I'm going to try to take that gold standard and relate it back to workers' compensation data. Let's say I'm a stakeholder and an injured worker has a diabetic A1C test of 7.2 and the range is 4 to 6%. What does Sigma analysis tell us about mapping this individual's underlying diabetic contribution to his industrial injury? Sure. So uh, with an appeal to Six Sigma and a little bit of the AMA guide, we're able to take that 7.2 value and classify it as a score of severe or very impaired, which is a little bit better than the current AMA guides allow for. And now we've bracketed our value for further modeling, and we can use that diabetic, uh, we can use that individual's diabetic condi- condition in the context of the worker's injury to talk about apportionment and contributions. And before that, uh, before this tool that we're creating was made, um, you were only able to do that at sort of like a subjective level, and now we're, we're able to do it with a little more mathematical rigor. Mm-hmm. So where else um, could we apply sigma analysis in workers' comp? Where else might it make you know advances? Sure. So if we're going to talk about using statistics as a whole within RateFast, uh, you can use this analysis across almost any bit of data that gets put through a worker's comp claim. And then you can get uh, sort of like a thumbprint or an ID describing the usual case of somebody who hurts a certain body part. And any more information we can get is of interest to the injured party to, you know, set their expectations to insurance companies to better predict what claims are going to look like. Um, and I guess it, I guess it could just remove a lot of the subjectivity as well. Mm-hmm that's involved in this rating system. So um, there's less room for error and there's just like a more uniform process overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been throwing around this term of injury mapping and it seems like this statistical analysis is really the, the key to creating that kind of map. Right. And so I guess that, per, you know, produces its own, uh, challenges and opportunities. And right now, I'm part of the challenges part. (laughs) You and Dr. Arts authored a presentation for the American Physical Society that occurred just last month. Can you talk a little bit about how big of a deal that is for RateFast and the statistical engine you guys are building? I understand that this will be the second straight year that RateFast is presenting on the national level, which sounds like a great venue to share our exciting work. Yeah, definitely. We, uh, I think doing this sort of statistical analysis in the context of workers' comp is a new idea. And so to get put on that national platform, and there's like really not many bigger than the American Physical Society, um, to be put on that platform sort of gives us visibility that we wouldn't otherwise have because this is like a new tooling we're bringing to the issue of workers' comp. Um, and I'd just like to say thank you to both John and Jerry for including me on that paper. I'm sure I I wasn't able to attend, but I'm sure Dr. Arts knocked it out of the park. Great. Yeah, I'm sure too. And um, it would be awesome. I'm hoping to get Dr. Arts on the podcast here in a, 
in a couple of weeks maybe to talk about how it went, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah, he's a hot commodity, and John keeps him busy. Yep, exactly. The the engine room also keeps him busy, I think. Most definitely. Yep. Well, those are all of my questions today. Do you have any closing thoughts for our listeners? No, I would just uh, like to thank you for listening to a little bit of Maths Week. My pleasure. It's uh, so interesting, like I said, to learn how, you know, how RateFast really works and makes a better product for all the stakeholders and workers' compensation. Definitely. Thanks so much, Martin, and we'll hope to have you on maybe next time that we're at the national level. Perfect. Take care, Claire. Bye. joining us for this episode of the California Workers' Comp Report. You can follow RateFast on Twitter at RateFast or visit www.rate-fast.com to learn more.